friends of Daniel Kingdom Church family, we, uh, we welcome you online. We are so blessed to be able to minister to you this way around. See that we in a lockdown, but we thank God that Christ and His Word is free to run into your hearts and into your lives. We welcome our FDKC family and we also welcome the wider body of Christ and all of our friends. You are welcome. Open your heart. <clears throat> get, your, <clears throat> get your Bible and get your notebook because my preaching is mostly teaching and uh, it's very apostolic to preach and teach that way. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. And we trust God that you will be enriched. I, ha- I trust God you're keeping safe. You're looking well after yourself and after uh, uh, your family, and may God bless us. Our hearts are united, whether we don't see each other at this time, but our hearts are united, and we one in prayer, and we believe and know that we are covered under the blood of Jesus until this pandemic or plague or pestilence is over. But we thank God for the protection of His precious blood. Hallelujah. Let's pray. And then after I prayed, we'll have a song that we're going to sing together. And then after that, my wife, Lady Pastor Letitia, don't she look pretty and beautiful? Hallelujah. It's Resurrection Sunday. Every Sunday, which is called in the Bible, the Lord's Day is a Resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. But today it's very special because of the Passover feast that we celebrate and we thank God Jesus is alive and well. He's not in the grave. He has risen. Hallelujah. And I'll preach to you now uh, what that has brought about. My preaching this morning is about uh, the resurrection is the seventh knockout punch. Hallelujah. The resurrection of Jesus Christ is the seventh knockout punch. Hallelujah. Amen. I watched one day a boxing match and uh, the, 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 the guy was down. In other words, was knocked out. But then the counting stopped. And then the commentator says he's down and he's out. So the resurrection means Satan is down but the resurrection is the cherry and the cake. He is also out, which means never to rise again to his ill and evils to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Let me pray and ask the Lord's blessing. And then after that, we'll have this song that we sing together, celebrate Jesus. Hallelujah. And then after that, my beautiful wife, Lady Pastor Letitia Michaels will read to you a powerful scripture about what happened that resurrection morning. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are so blessed and privileged to be in your presence. Lord, no one could enter your presence. Even the high priest in the Old Testament could only come once a year. But we thank you when Jesus died, he rent the veil from top to bottom. Because through his blood, 
we can come now into the immediate presence of a most holy God. We have heard Friday, you are consuming fire, self-sustaining fire. And as we enter the territory of the cross and the resurrection, we are standing again on holy ground. We pray that we, you will transform us as you changed Moses that day. That after this we will run like Moses went back to Egypt to set the slaves free, to set the captive free. What a message is burning in our hearts. The message that first was shared and witness, eyewitness of women. Thank you God that you revealed you alive first to women. Because Satan came into this world by deceiving a woman Eve and see through her touch Adam. But we thank you, woman will be on top of all the works of the enemy. It's time for the lioness to arise. The host of women that publish the good news that Jesus is alive is a big, big, large crowd host of women. We bless you, Father. Father, we pray for everyone who is affected by this virus. We pray, Lord, that those who have lost loved ones, that you will comfort them. We pray for those who are struggling today on ventilators and are about to leave the earth. We pray for those who are sick, Father. We pray that everyone will turn to Jesus and give their lives to the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he is the not Noah's ark, but he's a greater ark than Noah's ark. There's shelter in Christ Jesus. There's protection under the blood of Jesus Christ. We pray, Father, that a great harvest of souls will come to the Lord. And that this time of panic will bring the church to an awakening, to a revival. To stand up and to leave our complacency, leave our inner fightings, leave our pride aside and humble ourselves before the Lord. Because the proud God resists, but the humble they give grace. Anoint the preaching this morning. Anoint the reading of the scripture. Bless everyone in Friends of Daniel Kingdom Church. Touch everyone who are tuned in. And bless the body of Christ. We love you Lord Jesus. We worship you son of the living God. There is none like you. We thank you the resurrection. Is the knockout punch to the enemy. We thank you father. It's the seventh knockout punch. But this time it's not only knockout. But he's down and out. We bless you father. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Uh, I give over to my wife, Lady Pastor Letitia. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So I will be reading from the uh, portion of Scripture, John 20, from verse 1 to 17. I want to take this moment to just um, heartily greet our FDKC members. Friends of Daniel Kingdom Church, you are so welcome. And the broader community and all those who are watching to come see and experience Jesus in a beautiful new way. I am so delighted and I'm so hungry and I'm so excited to drink from the waters 
of Friends of Daniel Kingdom Church this morning. Indeed, he is risen. Amen. And we as Christians have an assured hope of his coming. He's coming back again. Amen. He's coming back again. He went away, but not to stay. He's coming back again. Yes, Lord. And the church will shout glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's coming back again. So FDKC members, we just want to urge you and we just want to encourage you to continue to read the scriptures. Amen. As our, our pastor and my husband encourages us, it is so beautiful to have a shepherd, a pastor in your life who can guide you. So we should have concluded with Colossians 2 and by next Sunday, we should be reading 1 Timothy Ver, uh, chapter 5. Wow. I trust that you are enjoying reading the word of the Lord the way I do. And you know, you know that we are living in unprecedented times. Who would have thought, I know, a lot of our young people would say and think that they would have been, you know, alive to witness the signs of the end times. So yeah. we encourage you to go deeper with God and to get stronger. And after this uh, lockdown, this too shall pass. Let us pray for divine intervention yes, for this Lord. to pass quicker than we think. Amen. Yes. And at the end of the day, as David grew str stronger because God was with him, may we come out of this much stronger yes Lord. so please read with me from john 20 from verse 1 to 17 may you be mightily blessed by the reading of the word now on the first day of the week mary magdalene came early to the tomb while it was still dark and saw the stone already taken away from the tomb so she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. So Peter and the other disciple went forth, and they were going to the tomb. The two were running together, and the other disciple ran ahead faster than Peter and came to the tomb first. And stooping and looking in, he saw the linen wrappings lying there, but he did not go in. And so Pete, Simon Peter also came, following him, and entered the tomb, and he saw the linen wrappings lying there, and the face cloth which had been on his head, not lying with the linen wrappings, but rolled up in a place by itself. So the other disciple, who had first come to the tomb, then also entered, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not understand the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Mm. So the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary was standing outside the tomb weeping, and so as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and one at the feet. 
where the body of Jesus had been lying. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Verse 15, Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? Supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Hebrew, Rabboni, which means teacher. Verse 17, Jesus said to her, Stop clinging to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brethren and say to them, I ascend to my Father and your Father and my God and your God. Wow. Bless the Lord for the Holy Scriptures, the Word of the Living God. Wow. Mary came there and Jesus revealed himself to her that he is alive. We see there Peter, uh, uh, John outran Peter because Peter was older, but uh, it also tells us there's no reason for competition in the body of Christ. Who can outrun the other? Yet the elder one, Peter, was more bolder and went into the tomb. But we want to say there's no reason for competition yes. it's carnal mm. what we will get is an empty tomb mm. we won't reach and embrace jesus mm. but the same two disciples this time apostles in acts chapter th three they did not run and one outran the other they went together to the temple mm. to the hour of prayer if we can go together to pray and then it was that Peter said to the layman, we don't have silver or gold, but what we have in the name of the Lord Jesus, rise up and walk. When we go together to pray, we will have the power to raise people out of spiritual death and out of this sinful state and even out of physical paralytic lameness. God will raise them up. Somebody said today the church has silver and gold, mm. but the church don't have the power wow. to raise people mm. out of this sinful mm. state. But we want to say, Lord, we want that power yes, in the name of Jesus name. and use the silver and gold for the purpose of the kingdom of God. Praise God. Amen. Let's listen to this song and then after that, I'll preach. Thank you, Amen. my sweetheart. Praise God bless God. you. Hallelujah. Amen.
exactly what has happened he rose again and he's gonna certainly come back again for his own to the glory of God so I'm preaching to you out of first Corinthians chapter 15 it's a good chapter to read because it speaks of how authentic our faith is and the authenticity thereof and the guarantee thereof is the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I am preaching to you that the resurrection is the seventh knockout punch by Jesus Christ. The resurrection is the seventh knockout punch through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I'm reading 1 Corinthians chapter 15 from verse 20. And then to, to verse 26, and then I'll tell you where we read again. 1 Corinthians 15 from verse 20. But now Christ has been, has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who are asleep. In other words, others will rise also from the dead. Christ Jesus, he was the first fruits. Verse 21. For since by a man came death, by a man also came the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, so also in Christ all shall be made alive. But it's in his own order. We'll see later on there will be two resurrections uh, from the dead. It is a blessed thing. To be able to be part of the first resurrection. Because the second resurrection will be all the lost sinners. And they will appear before the great white throne. But blessed are those who attain to the first resurrection. Verse 23. But it's in his own order. Christ the first fruits. After that those who are Christ at his coming. Then comes the end. When he deliver up the kingdom. To, to, 
to the God and Father when he has abolished rule and all authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy that will be abolished is death. Remember that the last enemy is death. Verse 51, I'm reading verse 51, hallelujah. Verse 51 says, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. Let me tell you, the, the rapture, it comes in a twinkling of an eye. At the second coming, the Bible says, every eye shall behold him. Many are confused when it comes to the difference between the rapture and the second coming. The second coming is not the rapture. At the rapture, he comes in mid-air, and then he evacuates us. In fact, over two days, maybe by Tuesday, I'll preach to you some signs, the countdown to the rapture. Praise God. Amen. Amen. You must tune in because it will be very important. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Verse 51. Behold, I tell you a mystery. In other words, this was not revealed in the Old Testament. This is nowhere. It may be in a shadow form that we see Enoch that was evacuated alive from the earth. But it has never been revealed to the Old Testament or any prophets that there will be a large millions of people will disappear alive from the earth. It was a mystery. A mystery in the Bible, the word means a sacred secret now being revealed. Amen. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable. And we shall be changed. Verse 55 to the end of the chapter. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? O death, where is your victory? It says, where is your sting? Verse 56, the sting of death is sin. You see, by believers, as our sins are removed, the sting, the the, the viciousness, the, the enmity of death is revealed because believers don't die, they fall asleep. Others die because of their sin. The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding or overflowing in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil or labor is not in vain in the Lord. Hallelujah. Father, bless the ministering of your word. May it come with power and may it bring us to deeper consecration. And greater exploits for the Lord as the great man of God in history, the, the missionary William Carey said, Let us attempt great things for God in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 
I'm starting off by say by preaching to you, the resurrection bring five hallelujahs to me. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Number one, the first hallelujah is hallelujah, Jesus is alive. Amen. Number two, hallelujah, he is truly what he claimed to be the son of God. Number three, hallelujah, the wages of sin has been changed from death to eternal life for us. Amen. Number four, hallelujah, the resurrection of Jesus and the blood is evidence that the new covenant is in operation. It is valid. It is in operation. Hallelujah. The fifth hallelujah is that we are truly justified in the name of Jesus. Let me preach and share with you again those five hallelujahs. Number one, the resurrection tells us Jesus is alive. He's not dead. He's not in the grave. He's not history. He is alive today. Jesus is yesterday, today, forever the same. Hallelujah. He is alive. The hymn says, you ask me, how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. I'm showing to you Jesus is alive. When the high priest in the Old Testament go into the Holy of Holies, they did not know if he qualified and if he would come out alive there because God's holy presence and God's light is unapproachable. But at the seam of the rope of the high priest, there were a bell and a pomegranate right around in that way. Bell and a pomegranate right around. And as he moved into the Holy of Holies, the whole camp of Israel around the tabernacle could hear that a high priest is accepted by God. The blood is accepted because they know also he's alive because of the bells that were ringing at the seam of his rope. You ask me how I know Jesus is alive. I don't see my high priest, but the bells are ringing in our hearts. The joy bells, it's a joy unspeakable, and it is full of glory. My second hallelujah is in Romans chapter 1, verse 4. Romans chapter 1, verse 4. Just look at the verse. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 1, verse 4. It says, who was declared with power to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead, according to the Spirit of holiness, Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you see that? Romans 1 verse 4. Who was declared with power to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. My second hallelujah and our second hallelujah, brothers and sisters, is the resurrection declare loud that what Jesus claimed he was, he is. He is the Son of God. 
In other words, the statement of his that he is the way, the truth, and the life. And that no man comes to the Father but by him. That claim stands forever. All his claims about who he is, it's true. <clears throat> the resurrection declare that Jesus is truly the Son of God. Hallelujah. Number three, my third hallelujah is that the wages of sin has been paid for. And the hallelujah is that we have eternal life. Amen. Romans chapter 6 verse 23 says, Romans 6 verse 23. Just read with me. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus our Lord. We can say on the cross the wages of sin has been paid for. The wages for the sins of God's children. Those who accepted him and have repented of their sin. The, the wages has been paid for. What he gave us is a free gift. It is eternal life in Christ Jesus. In other words death. Was chains to eternal life. Death means separation from God. Death don't mean to be extinguished. Or to be put out. Or to be erased and cancelled. But death means separation from God. Who is the source of all life. Hallelujah. Praise God. So through Jesus paying the wages of our sins, we have eternal life. Mm. Say hallelujah to that. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Number four, the blood of Jesus is evidence that the New Testament is valid. You can go read that in Hebrews chapter 9 verse 14 to verse 17. Mm. Amen. Amen. It states there, a testament is not valid only after the testament maker has passed away and has died. Then the testament is valid. Therefore, the blood of Jesus is the evidence that the testament maker has died. Hallelujah. But we know the resurrection tells us the testament maker is also alive. So the new covenant. Is in operation. It is valid. Everything in the new covenant. It works for us. Our inheritance. Is sure. So we say hallelujah. That the covenant. Is in operation. It's the new covenant. To the glory of God. My fifth hallelujah is. That we are justified. It is proven without any doubt. Read with me Romans chapter 4 verse 25. This is what the resurrection of Christ has brought about. Romans chapter 4 verse 25. You see brothers and sisters. Therefore it's so important to preach the word of God. Not your own ideas. Not motivational speaking. The word of God brings light. The word of God 
transform us and change us. The word transform uh, above that it means metamorphosis, changing from an egg into a worm and then into a butterfly. Listen, my brothers and sisters, if we obey the word of God, it changes us from a worm and uh, into a butterfly. Hallelujah. But the word transformation also means transport means it takes you on a journey. Hallelujah. Transport. The word of God takes you on a journey. But it means also transform. It means it forms you into the image of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, I believe in preaching the word of God. My fifth hallelujah is, hallelujah, that our justification is proven beyond any doubt. Romans 4 verse 25. He who was delivered up because of our transgressions and was raised because of our justification. Hallelujah. He's raised to prove that his blood was accepted by God. It is the blood of the atonement. The word atonement can be break up, broken up into at one meant. In other words, we one with God now. There is nothing in between us and the living God. This is intimacy, the highest form of intimacy. A filthy, dirty, wicked sinner like myself. And you and I, we can kiss the holy God. We are at one through the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But our justification came about through blood to the glory of God. What is justification? Let me just highlight that because it's one of the extraordinary and amazing benefits that comes through the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. There isn't for me much greater than this. Hallelujah. Glory to God. To be justified means just as if I had never sinned. Justification means there's no record before God of our sin. There's no record. Hallelujah. You know, if you commit some crimes, you go to prison, you pay the time for the crime. And then you come out, maybe after five years. But if you are three years outside, you commit another crime. You get back into the courts of the world. They will take out your record. And, and your record will count against you. But we are not only forgiven by the blood of Jesus. We, the price wasn't only paid for our sins. But when they want to look for the record... Justification means there is no record of our sins. Can we make some declarations before I preach further? And I'll show you now there are three forms of death. And then I'll preach to you and show you that our faith is solid on the rock, Christ Jesus. 
Hallelujah. Let's make this declaration. Through the blood of Jesus, all my sins are forgiven. My past, present, and future sins, they are all forgiven through the blood of Jesus. Through the blood of Jesus, I am redeemed out of the hands of the devil. I am owned by God. I am the Lord's, and God will protect his own. It's not by silver nor by gold, but by the blood of Jesus that we have been redeemed. We are justified through the blood of Jesus. There's no record of my sin. God remembers my sins no more. We are being sanctified through the blood of Jesus. That means my prayer is being sanctified. Our preaching, our worship, our service unto God are being sanctified through the blood of Jesus. Through the blood of Jesus, I am protected. From all plagues, from all viruses, from all the attack of the enemy, the blood of Jesus has covered me, is protecting me. Hallelujah. Through the blood of Jesus, I take my boldness and confidence and my freedom in Jesus' name. I overcome the accuser. Through the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. Thank you, Father God, for the precious blood of our Lord and Savior. Jesus is my Lord, and I give my life to Him. Give Him praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord for His precious blood. Listen, my brother and sister, there are three forms of death. The one is spiritual death. The second one is physical bodily death. And the third one is eternal death. Eternal death is hell or the second death it is being called. And I have a reason why I want to show you who's going to be in hell. And what it entails the second death. We know we were spiritually dead. Yes. But in Christ, Amen. we came alive. Amen. After Adam sinned, mm. the Lord says, the day you sin, Adam and Eve, you will die. Yes. But after they have sinned, the Bible shows us, they still lived for years, yes. a couple of years, mm. or, so, or some time after that. Hallelujah. Do you hear me? Yes. What does then happen when they sin? They died spiritually. Spiritual death is you cut off from God. It's like there's a globe, but there's a fuse happened, and there's no power coming to the globe. So there's God, the great reservoir of power, but that power has been cut off through sin. Every sinner is dead. In his sin, Ephesians chapter 2, 
verse 1 says, we were dead in our trespasses and sin. Look what it says, in our trespasses means no, you were knowingly sinning. Trespasses will be prosecuted. It means if you get over this fence, you know you've done wrong. Man has this this sin sick nature in all of us. God help us. The Bible says we were dead in our trespasses and sin. Then there's bodily death, physical death. But to a Christian that's born again, truly born, it's not a dead. We fall asleep. It's like just putting your head on a pillow in on your bed. You wake up, you find, I'm in heaven. I am with God. Philippians chapter 3 says, we are heavenly citizens. Hallelujah. We heavenly citizens. Hallelujah. And then the third form of death is the second death. It's eternal death. It's eternal separation from God. Let me read to you, and please... If you are unbeliever and watching this morning, do everything in your ability to not land up in death. But the only way out of that is the Lord Jesus Christ. And remember, as I read to you Revelation chapter 21 and Revelation chapter 22, it's not to frighten you. Only. It's not to show you God is very vicious. It's to show you God is just. And God cannot go along with sin. Amen. And it will show you. The Bible says in Matthew 25. The owl was made for the devil and his angels. It was not made for mankind. For the devil and his angels. But because you as an unbeliever. You obey the devil, you like the devil, you like sin, you embrace the devil and his demons, you get the same punishment and sentence, which is hell. Let's read Revelation chapter 20, 21. Um, I'm reading to you, who will be in hell? Let's read Revelation 20. I'm reading for you verse <clears throat> Revelations 21 <clears throat> verse 8 But for the cowardly or fearful and unbelieving and abomina- abominable and murderous and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone which is the second death Do you see the second death? Who will be in hell? All who fear. Many of you, you want to come to the Lord Jesus, but you fear what other people are going to say. You love your friends. You love your sins so much. You a coward. You a coward. You cannot stand for the Lord Jesus. And all unbelieving. In other words, you don't believe the Bible. You don't believe what is being preached. Your part will be in the lake that burns with fire. Abominable, murderous, immoral persons, and sorcerers, 
and idolaters. What is an idol? It's anything you love more than God. You love your girlfriend, therefore you cannot come to the Lord. You love your church, therefore you cannot come to the Lord. You love your religion, you love your cult, you love your sin, you love your drinking, you love your filthy, dirty sins, and you don't want to come to the Lord. It's an idol. All idolaters will be in the lake of fire. And all liars. Because all pe- most people and everyone who don't want to come to the Lord, they use reasons which is as no, the excuses can hold no water. It's lying. Amen. Revelations 22. This is the last chapter in the Bible. Yet God still warns people to not go to hell. Revelations 22 verse 15. Outside are the dogs and the sorcerers and the immoral persons and the murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices lying. Wow. Loves and practices lying. The Bible says, verse 16, I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things for the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David. The bright morning star. That's when he comes at the rapture. He comes at the bri- as the bright morning star. And in the church, verse 17, the church will, the Bible says, And the spirit and the bride say, Come. And let the one who hears say, Come. And let the one who is thirsty come. And let the one who wishes take the water of life without cost. Hallelujah. For the blessed word of God. Hallelujah. Let me move on and tell you that after these three main forms of death, we will see what it has brought about. It brought us eternal life. It brought us uh, the life of God flowing in our bodies. But one other major thing before I get to the seven major points is the death of Christ and his resurrection brought also the birth of the church. You see the Bible in Genesis 2 verse 21, the Bible says, after Adam was put to sleep, in a deep sleep, God took a rib and formed a woman by the name of Eve and brought her to him. Ephesians chapter 5, Paul says, this is a great mystery. There are two... Great mysteries in the Bible. There are many mysteries, but two are the greatest. The the other great one is, great is the mystery of godliness, the Bible says. In other words, for us to live and survive and love God and love righteousness in a filthy, dirty world, it's a miracle. The, the, The new birth that happened in all of us, it's a miracle. We are miracles as we walk around. We're not interested in the world. We, we don't love sin. We might fail and, 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 and fall and, 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 and make mistakes, but we don't revel in sin. It's a miracle. Hallelujah. As the hymn says, it took a miracle to put the stars in place. It took a miracle to hang the world in space. But when he saved my soul, Cleanse and made me whole. It took a miracle of love and grace. Tell each other you are a miracle. 
You are a miracle. Hallelujah. But the second great, uh, greatest mystery is the mystery of the church. Hallelujah. As Eve came out of Adam. So Christ is the last Adam. So the church came out of Christ. But only after he, Christ was put to a deep sleep. And that was the grave, the death of our Lord Jesus Christ. But there is a part of the death of Christ that's nothing to do with sin. Because Genesis 2, only sin came into operation in Genesis chapter 3. Through the snake, the devil himself. But in Genesis 2, there was still no sin. But Christ was put to sleep. Hallelujah. So the church is holy. The church is pure. The church, all the church's sins has been washed away. And we are one with Christ. And isn't this beautiful what I'm going to share with you? And therefore the Bible says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife. Christ, my brothers and sisters, this is the greatest mystery. And many in the church don't see it. Hallelujah. There was no church before Jesus was resurrected from the dead. There was a church in God's eternal plans. Yes. But there no church came into being. Israel is not the church. So don't look for the church in the Old Testament. And don't, don't Judaize the church and make the church a continuation of Judaism. Wow, let me preach. I need to move on. But Christ left his father's house. And the Jews who were his mother, he left them too. To cleave to us, the church. What a blessed thing. Hallelujah. I give you three things now before I give you those seven knockout punches. It will go much quick. Hallelujah. Three things that's built on a solid foundation. Let's call it rock solid foundation. Hallelujah. Number one. And actually four things. Number one. Jesus is alive. That's a rock solid foundation. Jesus is alive. Number two, the church is not built on an apostle or on Peter or on anything. It has a rock solid foundation. Matthew 16, Jesus said to Peter and as he asked the disciples, who do you say I am? Peter says, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus says, Peter, upon that revelation who I am, I will build my church and the gates of death of Hades and hell won't overpower my church. So the church is built on a rock solid foundation. Number three, our salvation is built and the person of our Lord Jesus Christ. First Corinthians 3. Paul says I lay a foundation. And no other foundation can somebody else come. Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So our foundation is Jesus Christ. And him crucified. It's a rock solid foundation. Hallelujah. 
our works we are doing for God is rock solid. Because what we, our labor and our work and our fruit, it will be rewarded by God. Here are the seven knockout punches. Number one, in the, in, in the wilderness when Satan tempted Jesus, he could not succeed. It was a knockout punch in the wilderness. But in Luke 4, he says, the Bible says the Satan left him until another opportunity. But that was the first knockout punch. The second knockout punch is Jesus lived a sinless life. Satan tried to tempt him into sin the years that he lived. But 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says, He who knew no sin, God made sin. So he knew no sin. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 2 verse 22 says, He committed no sin. First John 3 verse 5 says, he, In him there was no sin. So the second knockout punch is, We're coming to the end in about seven minutes. Hallelujah. I'm enjoying the preaching of the word. Jesus is alive. He's resurrected from the dead. So the second knockout punch to Satan was, he lived a sinless life. The third knockout punch came in Gethsemane. Oh, the pressure to not go full out and to the end was heavy upon Jesus. That he prayed for three hours. After one hour, he came to Peter and his disciples. He, he led the other nine, uh, 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 the other eight knelt further away. And he brought the three that's closer to him closer. Wow. Because you don't want to see your Savior in panic. You don't want to see your Savior in weakness. But oh, my brothers and sisters, he struggled with three for three hours with this cup. And this cup was symbolic. All my sins was in that cup. Prostitution, rape, adultery, all our sins was in that cup. Oh, to be an atheist, to mock God, to laugh at Jesus. It's all in that cup. Jesus could not get his holy soul to drink the cup. But he overcame. He overcame. And when he came the third time to his disciples and Judas was on his way, he said, come, let's go. And the angel strengthened him. That was the third knockout punch to the enemy. The fourth knockout punch was on the cross. When Jesus said, it is finished. It is done. It is complete. They say the Roman... General, when his army fights and he know the enemy is defeated, he shouted, it is finished. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And on the cross was the fourth knockout punch. And number five, the fifth knockout punch. This is a hallelujah. At the resurrection from the dead, Jesus arose from the dead. They tried to seal the stone, a heavy stone. Me and my wife were there in Israel. 
by the tomb. It's a heavy, heavy stone. The woman could not roll it away. Many gods had to put the stone there. But as you enter the tomb, even today in Israel, you'll see a board there. He is not here. He is risen. It comes out of the Gospels, those words. Jesus is alive. Satan tried to keep him down, but he's alive. That was the fifth knockout punch. What is the sixth knockout punch? Through the church, these 2,000 years, through the church, Jesus is knocking Satan left, right, and center, and down. And look at this mystery. Satan can see us, but we cannot see him. What will you think? What is the chances of winning when you are in a boxing match against someone as dangerous as the devil? But you are blindfolded who have to fight him. And he can see you. But yet you beat him. Yet you conquer him. This is what is happening now in the world through the church. We cannot see the devil. He's fighting us. But the Bible says, faith causes us to conquer him. That is humiliating to the devil. That is fully mocking Satan. But through the church is the six knockout puns. The last knockout punch is through the rapture. Because at the rapture of the church, millions won't die. Because Satan brought death into the human race. Through Satan came sin. And through him sin came death. But millions, the last enemy that will be defeated is the rapture. That millions will be evacuated and disappear without dying. I'm reading to you 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hear these beautiful words. And then give me three more minutes to conclude. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. I'm reading from verse 13. But we do not want you to be ignorant or uninformed brethren about those who are asleep that you may not grieve as do the rest who have no hope Mm -hmm. yes when it comes to the death of believers we do cry but we don't cry as hopeless people or say taught sins Mm -hmm. we're going to see you again my brother Verse 14, for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, yes, Paul, we believe, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, by the word of the Lord, Paul says, I swear by God's name, by this I say unto you, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not precede those who have fallen asleep, as the chorus says, there's going to be a meeting in the air, in the sweet, sweet by and by. I'm going to meet you, I'm going to meet you over there, my mama, my papa, Derek Prince, John G. Lake, William Brenham, hallelujah, John Alexander Dowie, 
Kenneth Hagen. We're gonna meet them all. The, the Wesley brothers. Hallelujah. The Moravian brothers. Zinzendorf, uh, 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 General William Booth of Salvation Army. We're going to meet Paul there. We're going to meet Peter there. We're going to meet. It's going to be a meeting in the air, in the sweet, sweet by and by. I'm going to meet you. Hallelujah. Those who left the earth before us. Verse 16. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel. And with the trumpet of God. Listen, this is not the trumpet of angels in Revelation. This is a different trumpet. It's God himself blowing the trumpet. This is the last trumpet for the church. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds. To meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore comfort one another with these words. My brothers and sisters. Let's go and demonstrate the defeat of Satan. By healing the sick. By healing the incurable diseases. By even raising the dead like like, like a... Smith Wigglesworth and many other men of God. We're going to leave this world very soon through the rapture. Like Enoch is a type of the rapture. But it will be a remnant that will lead the way to the rapture. And I have been called by God to raise up with millions of other ministers a remnant for God. Because it's those who walk with God like Enoch walked that will be raptured away. And the Bible says by faith Enoch was raptured away. Hallelujah. I'm telling you Enoch was raptured away before the flood of Noah. The flood of Noah is a type of the great tribulation. Those who want to remain here and still see the Antichrist. And still want to go through the great tribulation. Let it be for them according to their faith. But the Bible says by faith Enoch. I believe we're going to be raptured away like Enoch. Before the flood. Before all y'all break loose on this, uh, this coronavirus. This COVID-19 is just a sign of the, it's, it's a sign of the great tribulation. It's the spirit of the great tribulation. It's a wake-up call to the church. It's a wake-up call to sinners. It's time to serve the Lord. It's time to walk with God. Enoch walked with God in a time of ungodliness. You go and read it in Jude. And I will preach to you over two days about those signs even in the church. Wow. Let me close by saying to you, we're going to have the breaking of bread, the Lord's Supper now. But as we touch the bread and the wine, it will be like we touch the bones of Elisha. Please read Second Kings chapter 13 verse 20 to verse 21. And here is a blessed thing. Hallelujah. And I want you, as we have the Lord's Supper on this resurrected Sunday, as you touch the bread and the wine, 
that you know greater than Elisha is here. Greater than an Elisha is here. If the dead bones of a prophet can raise somebody from the dead, there was still enough power anointing in the bones of Elisha. So Jesus, when he left the earth, he says, do this in remembrance of me. And every Lord's day, as we touch the bread and the wine, let the Zoe life, the death conquering life, the resurrection life flow into our body. And the Bible says the dead soldier touched the bones of Elisha. And he was put on his feet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he was ready to fight for another day. Let this word that was preached put some fight into you. Put some hallelujahs into you. Get out of the world and serve the Lord Jesus with vuma, with energy, with zeal, with passion. Save the loss that are on their way to a lost eternity. We are going to touch the bones, the remains. That what Jesus left for us after this preaching. We're going to touch the bread and the wine. And we're going to say greater than Elisha is here. Let us pray before we listen to the last song. Father, thank you for the preaching of your word. Let it penetrate our spirits, transform and change us. Help us to listen to this sermon over and over again. Because man shall not live by bread alone, but by the proceeding, not the written, but the rima, the spoken word of God. Jesus, you said the flesh profits nothing. My words are spirit and they are life. Father, these words spirit and they are life thank you I bless you any one of you want to give your life to the Lord Jesus please pray this prayer right now with me say Lord Jesus I believe you are the son of God I thank you that you died for me you pay the price for all of my sins Lord I'm a sinner I've done evil and wrong in thy sight. I repent of my sins. I turn from my sins. I reject my sins. Satan, I reject you. The world I turn my back to. I accept Jesus Christ now as my Lord and as my Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving me eternal life and make me a son and daughter of my heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let us as believers pray this prayer, Lord Jesus, I give to you my life. I consecrate my everything to you. Thank you for your powerful word that you are alive. I feel the bells ringing in my spirit. And from today onwards, 
I'm completely yours. Use me to your glory. I am steadfast, immovable. I will always abound, overflow with the work of the Lord. For my labor in God is not in vain. Amen. Amen. God bless. After this song, I will announce, pronounce the benediction. Amen.
message will be available on Edgar Michael's podcast. You're free to access that and listen repeatedly to tell other friends and other people about this powerful message to the glory of God. We're going to have uh, the Lord's Supper at our homes after this, as this broadcast close now to the glory of God. Mm-hmm. So each person, if you're alone in your family, born again, have the bread and the wine and have the Lord's Supper. And remember, this is you are touching greater than a Elisha. Amen. You are touching that what Jesus left for us. The bread and the wine. He says, do this until I come. And we believe it's coming back very soon to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. The last enemy will be defeated. Death will be defeated. The death will even be raised from the, from the, from the dead. People will be raised. And then the Lord will come. Hallelujah. Receive the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. We love you, friends of Daniel Kingdom Church and all the body of Christ and all our friends receive the blessing. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, may the God of Abram, Isaac, and Jacob be with you. May he protect you. May his hand be upon you as you dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I bless you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. His angels accompanying you and his joy lifts on within your life. In the name of Jesus Christ, my Savior, your Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. In Jesus' name, amen.